shift gears. Let's bring in our first guest. David Williams joins us this morning. He's an investor. He's a forecaster at Page Trader. David, welcome. Good to have you with us, and thanks for starting your day with us here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Heard the Saudis raised prices on Asian customers more than expected. Crude hanging out around 120, 121 as we await the opening bell this morning. Yeah, good morning, Ben. Great to be on the program. Thanks for having us. Uh, you know, technically, from a charting standpoint, crude oil remains in the strongest possible position on the charts right now. And this is without the upcoming summertime gasoline and energy demand, which is not yet in full swing. Uh, last time on your program, uh, we had noted that on our May 16th program with you that our forecast was that if crude oil stayed above $98, uh, it would then advance to 118 to $119, which has now been completed. Um, I was going to say that, uh, and while the crude oil demand and resulting crude oil prices are not always in perfect sync, we do expect the summertime peak in crude oil prices to be reached by this August at around $125 to $126 or higher. Peaking 125, 126, yes, you did definitely hit your level here, as we can see. We're right at 118 right now, but we've pulled back. I mentioned the overnight high up around 120.99, I think it was. I'll double-check that in a second. But, Michael, uh, I, just, I, know, I know you focus on the technicals, but I just kind of want to get your thoughts here on these fundamentals because it really speaks to demand or expectations, I should say, in terms of the price increase from the Saudis, what we've seen as far as uh, you hitting your targets, again, to the upside here, uh, because oftentimes you bring both the upside and that downside level. And in this instance, we've seen that strength um, and we've gone through the levels that you mentioned. We had to stay above 98. We did hit 118, 119 again. Uh, that's been achieved. Uh, but, but this is a real indication here of demand, right, and expectations that that's going to continue mm -hmm. to remain strong. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it is interesting. The fundamentals do continue to be strong. The reason, one of the reasons that we say that the market's in its strongest possible position is primarily because we have both the technicals and the uh, fundamentals both in very bullish positions. The fundamentals are very bullish, as you're suggesting, and the technicals remain very bullish as well. As a matter of fact, while this is not a direct forecast, Ben, we believe that there are technical indications that are showing up in the crude oil market right now. And this is not a forecast, but it's the beginning of one that uh, we believe that the market is hinting at, hold your, hold your hat, at $144 to $148 crude in 2023. Oh. Again, it's not a direct forecast, but we are seeing technical indications pointing to such an outcome. Yeah, well, when you say those kinds of numbers, some people you see uh, washer springs, nuts and bolts come flying out of their ears as they have mm -hmm. a hard time processing that information. But we've talked about this throughout the office multiple times, some sort of disruption at this point with prices at 120. I would imagine we'd see 140. What'd you say? 144 to 148 uh, in a yes. heartbeat. I mean, literally potentially overnight. Uh, David, let's talk a little bit about our Bob gasoline futures because we continue to see strength there again. Speaking to some of the demand, uh, refinery uh, issues we've seen. Just want to pull this chart here because uh, it really speaks to how our Bob in many ways has been leading. You can see, mm -hmm. well, there in this instance, actually lower right now by about 1% at four and a quarter, 421. But I just want to point out here on the chart, it has been leading 
uh, for the most part to the upsides in the candles. Crude in the purple line. Crude recently kind of trying to advance to play catch up. We were wondering if it would. But then just to this point here, you can see crude in the TNX in this instance. I mean, these are, have been tracking each other very closely. Inflation, gasoline, price at the pump, WTI. I mean, basically, I guess the one thing I wonder is if we weren't to achieve, you know, that 125, 126 level. God forbid 144 to 148, but if we weren't to see prices continue higher, does this sort of ease the Fed? Uh, can they kind of pull back a little bit from their aggressive sort of stance towards uh, inflation at this point? That's an interesting question. Um, uh, I'm not sure that I'm the best judge of what the Fed's actions are going to be. I mean, clearly the Fed is trying to get a, give us a soft landing in some way, shape, or form. It's going to be a difficult thing to do with all the spending that was done in COVID and just a lot of what a lot of people might consider to be mismanagement mm -hmm. of the, the total picture of mm -hmm. how the United States is managed uh, financially. And <clears throat> there's no end in sight to inflation right now. I don't know. It's a tough question, uh, Ben. I'll say this, that um, the demand for gasoline is not peaking yet uh, because summertime is coming and we're not in the middle of summer. So uh, I would not be surprised to see these higher prices, particularly we've sort of timed it to say that August appears to be where the demand is going to peak. And at that point, uh, the sky's the limit. Hmm. David, if I could uh, just uh, provide a visual to the skies, the limit and have not found a peak your points there are about gasoline futures here in the overnight session up to three. I'm sorry, 432. So another new all time high. Again, it seems like every day higher highs and higher lows. This is a high conviction move to yeah. the upside, a breakout that we've seen up through the three eighty four dollar level. And then here again, heating oil diesel continues to rally. We've seen those prices uh, remain very strong, not in the new all time <laughs> highs yet, but very strong here. Natural gas. I mean, when you're talking about it, David, it's the energy quadrant across the board. And many could argue it's commodities. I mean, grains have remained relatively elevated as well. It definitely ties into and you can understand why those inflation concerns are present. Oh, no doubt about it. And I really want to make it clear. And I know all of your listeners know this. This is not oil companies taking advantage and raising their prices. This is these are real prices that are being prompted by real fundamentals that are in play and the voting in terms of buying and selling in the market is showing that these prices are real right now. Yeah. Nobody's taking advantage of anybody. Yeah. These are prices that are reflecting real events and real foreseeable events in the future here. All right, all this having been said, David, and a great breakdown in terms of what got us here. Talk to us about what can help ease some of these price pressures we're seeing. And it doesn't sound like you expect that to come in terms of your projections. You brought uh, upside levels today. Yeah, I'm not sure other than a, <clears throat> excuse me, a new administration, I'm not sure what could ease these pressures at this point. Um, but I do know that they're still in play, that there's a lot of serious force that's still in the market, and that technically it's almost a fait accompli that we will still see higher prices in crude oil before we have a peak and move down lower. And if we have a minute, Ben, I wouldn't mind uh, mentioning, if I can, mention something about the uh, S&P, because we follow this a lot on your program as well, if that'd be good. Sure, shoot, go for it. some levels. Um, sure, regarding the S&P, our broader picture is that the S&P 500 is in a much weaker position when it's closing quarterly below $4,240, and in a much more constructive position closing quarterly above 4240 and as you know the second quarter of 2022 ends at the end of june so we're not that far off we also believe that uh just generally speaking if the s p can break out 
above $4,206 like this week, if it can, then we would be moving easily up to the $4,300 and quickly up to $4,300 or higher. And for this week, and leading into next week a little bit, if the S&P cannot break out above $4,206, then we think the S&P is heading for a decline mm. this week or next down to $4,025 or lower. So there is plenty to watch for the current uh, S&P. And finally, I just want to say that even with a constructive quarterly close, which could happen, um, we believe that the S&P is probably going to be going lower into next year down at the 3730 level or lower in 2023. All right, Michael. Uh, sorry, David. Sounds like we should keep sure. an eye on that 4206 level. I've been watching and pointing out 4300 to the upside. It's a key area. That was that rally up we saw in reaction to the Fed that Wednesday, and then we sold off from that high. It's like a triple top up there from last month. Um, yeah. We'll be watching these levels. Appreciate you joining us here, David. A great breakdown this morning. My pleasure. Always a pleasure to have you on the show here. Investor and forecaster, Thank page trader, David Williams.